Hello. My name is Melina Vega de Ceniga, and this is an Ask Away podcast. In our previous podcast, we have solved some very important questions regarding the dual pathway strategy for the treatment of PAD patients. We are now diving into the little details with the Voyager trial authors, Professor Sebastian Debus and Rupert Bowersax. Hi there. Hi, everybody. Remember the Voyager trial, the double-blind trial comparing the dual pathway of riboroxaban 2.5 milligrams twice daily plus aspirin 100 milligrams daily versus placebo plus aspirin in patients with PAD who had undergone lower extremity revascularization. There's a lot of data with interesting subgroup analysis. What are the differences, specific indications, cautions, nuances for venous bypass or for prosthetic bypass? Well, I have been, as a surgeon, very pleased by the results uh, looking for the surgical treated group. As you know, a third of all those 6,500 patients were treated by bypass or thrombendarterectomy. And the subgroup analysis of those patients, especially the sub-subgroup analysis on conduit material, venous versus prosthetic bypass, really showed nice results in favor of this drug combination. Yeah, Sebastian, tell us about that, because I think that's exciting, really. We don't have any comparable size randomized trial on surgical patients. So perhaps you start with the overall surgical group. And also the FDA really wanted to know exactly and monitor the rate of take-back bleeds. They were concerned yeah. because half of the patients were started within five days of the surgery. And yeah. many were started on day one or two. So there's mm -hmm. a big concern you start right after surgery with an anticoagulant on top of aspirin. So what was the take-back yeah. bleeds and give us the results of the surgical patients? Uh, swiftly to explain this term take-back bleed. These are those bleedings needing re-hospitalization for redo surgery for hematoma or something like that. So the take-back bleeds in the surgical group were not increased compared to the overall group. So this was a very important and necessary result out of this trial. Again, the major bleedings were not increased, which is a very important feature here. And even more, the overall number needed to treat in the surgical subgroup was less than in the overall group. So 37 patients number needed to treat in the overall results compared to 24 patients needed to treat in the surgery group gives a strong sign of the high efficacy of this treatment combination. And I think this is a very good results for all surgeons. It has always been so challenging, the discussions after you have a bypass surgery and, and it's a, you know, a very distal bypass. And there was always discussion, should we use clopidogrel and aspirin? Should we use vitamin K antagonists? And you know how difficult that is. So that's a very clear regimen now that we have for those difficult patients. Yeah, absolutely. The results out of Voyager reconfirm what we know from other trials before. So the venous bypasses do much better than the prosthetic bypasses. And this is also a result out of Voyager. So it reflects actually our daily practice. Again, it is a very strong result out of the drug combination with rivaroxaban and aspirin that event rates, acute thrombosis and mace and male events are significantly decreased in the treatment group compared to aspirin alone. Again, if we look even deeper and look for the venous bypass compared to the prosthetic bypass groups, this effect specifically in the venous group is even more increased 
There is also a continuous and increasing benefit in the prosthetic group, but the effect is even more prominent in the venous bypass group. So we are definitely able to improve our surgical results in terms of patency and in terms of decreasing acute ischemic events if we use this drug combination, irrespective of if we do a above-the-knee bypass or a below-the-knee bypass. And I think this is very important and should aim to a rethink of the current recommendations for antithrombotic therapy, as it is mentioned in our common guidelines. Yeah, that's very important. Would there be any differences depending on the treated territory? Well, this subgroup analysis still has to be done. So the comparison of above the knee to below the knee patients, but the overall results out of these subgroup analysis actually point out to the overall recommendation that we always should aim for this dual treatment regime in all patients if there are no contraindications for this. So I think this is very important and is really a novelty out of this trial. Sebastian, Rupert, thank you both for sharing this information. It's great to have you along. Thank you too, Melina. Melina, thank you very much. And um, there will be coming up more and stay tuned. So talk to you soon, everyone. Have a great week. Bye for now. Take care. Bye.